Donald Miller here. And if you work in sales, want to learn how to sell, or are curious about the latest in sales news, then you need to check out the Salesman Podcast, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. On each episode, host Will Barron helps sales professionals learn how to find buyers and win big business in effective and ethical ways. Here are a few episodes I've really loved. Digital Sales Rooms, The Future of B2B Sales, Master the Art of Cold Calling, Four Tips on Boosting Sales, and How to Tell a Remarkable Sales Story. If you want to find and win more sales with less stress, then listen to The Salesman Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Business Made Simple Podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Network. Every week on the show, we coach you to build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership. The body is your overhead. The right engine is your marketing. The left engine is your sales. The wings are your products and the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master these six parts of a small business, your business will fly far and fast. It's not rocket science. You can actually do it. Every week, we help a business owner just like you optimize their airplane. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Today's coaching conversation, we're going to talk about the right engine. That is your messaging and your marketing. Listen, this is going to be especially applicable to you if you're trying to bounce back after COVID. If you don't have the numbers yet, if you don't have the excitement and the enthusiasm, if you're trying to generate the old business that you used to have, if you want to get it back, if you want to get your business going again after COVID, you're going to love today's conversation with David Braun. David is the owner, the founder of Praxis International Learning. It's a summer camp for kids in China and South Korea who fly all the way over to Vancouver, British Columbia to go to summer camps and learn English. Sounds fascinating. I'm really eager to help them figure out how to grow it. All right. You're going to love this conversation with David Braun. David Braun, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Don. This is, yeah, this is pretty cool. I've been looking forward to this conversation. It sounds like you've got something really cool going on. Will you tell our audience the name of your business and what you do? Yeah, so the name is Praxis Learning International, and we host high schoolers, middle schoolers, even some uh, younger grades. We bring them in over from Eastern Asia, China, and we host them for English camps during the summer. And is it, do you do that there in Canada? I know you're, you're in Canada. You do that there in Canada. Yeah. So my background is in teaching and I actually lived in South Korea in 2008. What were you doing there? Uh, I was teaching English uh, at a night school. It was basically like 4 to 11 p.m. every night I would teach English. And yeah, there'd be little 12-year-olds at my 10 p.m. class. Are you serious? It's pretty key for them. It's the international you know, kind of language of commerce. And so yeah, they're all pretty big and keen to learn on it. You do that year, and by the time you were done, it was sort of a warm, fuzzy feeling about all the stuff that you were doing there. While you were there, what made you really want to drive that passion? What drove that? I believe I'm here to help others, and specifically kids, thrive. Um, so, you know, to help them reach their potential. I love when they, like, for example, when we, we bring them over here and they're able to make a purchase, you know, like a souvenir at a souvenir shop, and they've done the whole thing in English. And they, you know, they come back like they're nervous to start, but they come back, you know, um, smiling and laughing. It's, I don't know, that, that's a cool thing for me. That's kind of what gets me going. You just love seeing people empowered a bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So then you come back home from South Korea and you've got this new skill. You're able to teach English to students out of uh, Asia. What turned it into a business? What are the steps from there? I came back and I started teaching just in the schools uh, over here. But in the summers, I would do ESL camps again. 
then I looked at, you know, how they were being run and I thought I can do that. And then once I got a taste of business, that was it. As soon as I just kind of felt the creativity of it and, you know, the direct, like, I got to make this work somehow kind of thing. That entrepreneurship bug, yeah, got me pretty good. I love it when that happens. And so did you start the business in 2016, 2017? You did your first summer camp? Yeah. How many students came? Yeah, first summer camp uh, was 12 or 14 kids, I think. Okay, that's not bad. That's a yeah, good it wasn't. No, it was it was a good start. Um, we had, um, yeah, it was just one small group and they came over for two weeks and it, it went really well. All right, so 12 to 14 students, that's a decent start. And what about after that? How big did it get? What was it at its biggest? We got up to, I think it was 120 students in Holy 2018. Rats. 10X yeah. growth within just a few years. Yeah, like the 2018 year was a really good year. And then, David, what happened to the world right at the peak of your success? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> interestingly enough, the year before COVID, so 2019, there was actually another political thing that kind of, it totally hampered our business. There was a, a major Chinese uh, businesswoman. She got arrested in Vancouver. Uh, so, there was some tensions between Canada, the U.S., and China. And China... Uh, put a travel advisory on to Canada. So all of a sudden we lost three of our potential camps. So wow. we had one that year. And then, yeah, 2020, as everyone knows, it killed everything instantly. COVID killed everything. And because I think, you know, I just looked at them like the last thing that's ever going to happen is international travel for children. And what did you do? I'm just curious, how did you pivot or what did you do to survive and keep the brand alive from that point on? So we tried doing some online camps and we did we did you know very very humble you know like three four kids in the summer um just trying to get something going and didn't have a lot of success that way so i basically put everything i'm like you know what it's it's not happening right now uh, i'm gonna put it on life support we'll just make it you know let it go dormant until you know things reopen I would be very interested to hear your perspective on, you know, how to bring this thing back to life and what things can I do? What can I try um, that might be different? Because there's a couple of pretty big challenges in my way that have always been there. Well, tell me what, from your perspective, what are your challenges? What, what is the thing that is, you think is going to be the biggest thing to overcome in terms of being, bringing praxis back to life? So the biggest thing is I don't speak Mandarin and all of our camps are coming from China. With that, I have tried to translate um, my message, um, our marketing into Mandarin, but it lands flat um, because I'm not, an, you know, I'm not a native speaker and I don't know the culture. And I've tried to get agents on board um, with some limited success, um, but that kind of cultural barrier there, that's, that's the biggest thing right now that's, that's keeping this from getting back off the ground. But we were up at 120 at one point. Were those all Mandarin-speaking Chinese folks? They were. So word of mouth works. Um, but I, I've simply, all these relationships have, you know, kind of petered out over the last two years. It will work again. I believe that. Um, but there, in terms of like being able to scale it and scale it to where we can run it successfully, because I guess that's another thing I haven't really explained is there's a lot of miscommunication when they come over here that, you know, they might be expecting the world, whereas we're giving them, you know, this kind of earthy summer camp kind of thing or the other way around. And so that is probably the biggest 
challenge in a nutshell. All right, David, that's super helpful. Also, what was super helpful is you went to mybusinessreport.com. You filled out the questionnaire that tells us what the strengths and weaknesses of your business are. And it basically confirmed what you're telling me here. You got a messaging issue. It's a right engine issue. And the right engine of the airplane, as we all know, is your marketing. A lot of people have that issue. You've got a really strong business. We know that because you had 120 kids come. You were disrupted by COVID and you were disrupted by whatever this travel ban was coming out of China. All that is is returning back to normal. And so we know you got a business that people can make money on and people get value from. And again, your report at mybusinessreport.com just reveals that you've got a messaging and marketing issue. So the good news is you have had 120 kids come over from China speaking Mandarin Chinese for a camp. We've got to message to teachers. We've got to, so the teachers are probably going to be messaging to students. The good news is there's really only about three high-level messages that we need to come up with. Okay. And one of the things that we can do is we can actually talk to, we need somebody on the ground in China. Are these people all coming from one province? There's a couple of main provinces, three main areas, Beijing, Guangzhou, and then Harbin. Those are kind of the three main areas that we've been able to tap into so far. So we've gotten a few different schools, and then they are coming through agents. And so the agents are telling the teachers, you know, what's happening, and then the teachers will tell the parents and students. And what's an agent? I mean, I know what a literary agent is, but what is what do you mean when you say agents? An agent is someone who basically is the go-between schools over here in the in the states and Canada and schools over in China, South Korea. So they'll approach schools and say, hey, I have this camp. Would you like to come to this one? And then they take care of all the logistics and communication. And then eventually, once this school is committed to it, then we have communication with that school. So it is very hard to get my message through that agent to that school. So are the agents that used to be you know, your go-to agents to fill your classrooms, are they still in operation? Do they still do what they used to do? Right now, no. Okay, so that's the issue. Is any of them coming back? I assume they will, but I don't think it'll happen till 2023 is my guess. Got it. Do you have a school in person on the schedule for 2023? I do not officially yet. I have one that says, yes, we're coming and I'm planning for it, but Things are very up in the air with this business, and it's something I've had to become comfortable with. But that's the nature of the business that you've gotten into. You just love the kids, and you love kids, period. A couple things. One is, you know, I would get a date on the books in 2023, and if you need to cancel it, you can cancel it. But I would put that on the books because we need a product to sell. And it really isn't a product until there's a date on the books that you can deliver a a deliverable, which is a camp. So we're going to get that date on the books. If you need to cancel it, don't worry. You can cancel it. Second, I always believe that you, you go with what's working or what has worked in the past first in order to grow something. And the reason is you just don't have to educate the existing agents that you've worked with on what you do because they're familiar and they've been paid and they know the money's good and they know it happens and so on and so on. So we're going to go back to the old agents and we're going to say, we have a date on the books. That's level one. Even if they're not in that business anymore, because God knows they took a financial hit as well. 
Second, we're going to try to find as many more agents as we can and say we've got an English as a second language school that takes place in British Columbia. By the way, has the legal stuff and the travel bans, has that been lifted? Yes, that should be all lifted. And it's not in the mainstream anymore. There's no travel advisory aside from what COVID has done. Okay, so that's good. We're going to go to the existing agents, say we've got something on the books. Uh, We're going to remind them of the commission that they get, going to repeat the deal. And we're going to incentivize the mouse who already know where the cheese is to come (laughs) back to the cheese because there's more cheese. (laughs) Right. Okay. Now we're going to go to more mice. We're going to go to more mice. We're going to find other agents that can tell other schools about these kids. And we're going to begin to educate them. That is a messaging issue. You're going to need a landing page in Mandarin that has a clearinghouse of all the information. And that is probably going to be need to, no, it's not probably, it's going to have to be created and understood and generated from a Chinese perspective, specifically the language of Mandarin Chinese. So that that's level two. And we want to get to that. Spring is a time for planting and growing, not just in your garden, but for your business. HubSpot helps your business grow better with intuitive service tools dedicated to cultivating deep roots with your customers. Customer portals keep all your ticket conversations going between customers and reps, so issues are quickly and easily resolved. Mobile inboxes keep your teams productive on the go with tools for collaboration while seamlessly delivering support. And custom surveys allow teams to solicit feedback and insights that help improve your customer experience and customer relationships. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. And now back to the show. From there, we want to be asking agents, if we can get a relationship with an agent and if they speak English, we want to ask them, what materials do they need to give to parents? What would actually make their job easier? What would make your job as an agent easier to convince parents to send their kids if I put together a one-pager that explain what the kids get, how can I make your job easier? Because it would be easy for you and I to go, oh, you know, this, this, and this, but we're not the ones that have to do that. They have to do that. And it's a different culture. So we're going to trust ourselves very, very little on what to actually say. At that point, we've done what we need to convince the agent to do it. We've given the agent the tools for the schools and the schools for the parents. The entire chain of communication is good. I look at a campaign like this, David, like trying to build a fire. The reality is you can put some wood on the fire. You know, we all did this when we were kids. You put a giant piece of log over a piece of burning newspaper, and you don't understand why you didn't get a fire. And the reality is you got to go through the woods and find little bitty sticks and little bitty pine straw and pine cones, and you get that fire going, and then you break up some smaller sticks, you get some kindling, and then you break up some some logs into smaller splintered logs. And then once that thing gets going, you can put a log on there. Then you got to hope that the wood isn't wet. To me, it's the same exact metaphor, if you will, when you're talking about getting a movement like this going. What is the most flammable? Well, the most flammable are agents who've already made money off me. Even if they're going and doing other things, we want to let them know we're back because that's going to burn the quickest and, you know, what's it to them for them to call? They may have some side job, but they may call some school and collect a little money, even though they're doing something else. You know, so there's a chance of that happening. Then the next most flammable thing are agents with relationships with other schools. And that's second most flammable. So that's our kindling. 
And then we want the communication, the oxygen and air and, and fire combustibility to be the most possible. That's going to be our messaging, those one-pagers to schools and one-pagers to parents. So at this point, your task list is a landing page, a one-pager to new agents, a one-pager to schools, and a one-pager to parents. So you've got four pieces of marketing collateral that you need to make in Mandarin. Then from there, now this is after the fire gets going, how do we keep it going and how do we grow it? To me, that is going to be word of mouth amongst students. Okay. And so you want students and parents talking about how great their experience was at the camp. This is stuff like t-shirts. And here's another thing. This is just going to be really great messaging. You know, I used to do this. I used to do these things called strategy sessions. And every once in a while, I still do them. And I would, I would do exactly what I'm doing with you, except we'd do it for eight hours. And we would actually write this stuff, right? At the end of the day, the end of the eight hours, I would say a couple things. Tell me, how long would it have taken you to get everything done that we just got done if you and I hadn't met today? One answer, somebody said 16 years. And I said, why, why would it have taken 16 years for you to do what we just did today? They said, because I've been trying to do it for 16 years. <laughs> so it's like, okay. <laughs> and then I would say, let's list everything that we got done. And we'd list a landing page, a new tagline, a new name of the business. We wrote seven emails, on and on and on. And I would actually list it in my computer and it would show up on a TV screen. And I would say, that's what we got done today. Now, there's a strategic reason I was doing that. They would pay you know, a considerable amount of money for this day. And I wanted them to see the value they got. Now, at the end of a camp, you're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to start listing. You can now walk into a store and buy something in Canada, Great Britain, England. And you say, well, well, of course, everywhere they speak English, but that, that doesn't actually make the value clear. You're going to start listing it out. In all of these countries, you're able to do that. If you are ever lost, you will be able to find safety. If you, I mean, this is all pre-programmed stuff, but you're going to have this in Mandarin in their suitcases. Mom and dad are going to read this. And what do mom and dad care about? They care about the future opportunity of my kid. They care about the safety of my kid. They care about the emotional and psychological well-being. So one of those talking points is going to be, I learned to make friends with people. I learned to establish relationships and make friends and get to know somebody. I learned to ask for help. On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about learning English and making it part of your future? And they're all going to say 10 because God knows they've had snow cones and they've made friends and they've gone into a, you know, they're all really excited. Yeah. And you're going to stick that in their suitcase and they're going to take that back home. The biggest things in business that everybody listening to our voice right now needs to understand, if you don't, in very clear language, explain the value that you have delivered to your customers, they will not assume that they got all that much value. All right, David. So basically, we're talking about getting a fire started and how you get a fire started. I don't think it's going to be all that hard. It's going to take a good relationship with somebody who knows Mandarin. My guess is somebody right there in Vancouver, B.C., can actually sit down and help you. If you have, if you buy them lunch and you pay a little bit for their services, my guess is you can get that done right there in person. David, has this advice been helpful to you? And what do you think you're going to do next? It's actually taken a bit of a weight off my shoulders because what you're saying is go back to the same well, like you don't need to, it's just simple, clear messaging. I just need to give up a little bit of control, I guess, um, in terms of just trusting 
and things are going to go well. And I believe that too, because I, I really do think we have, we have a good thing over here. It makes kids summers and it actually helps them as well. I love it. Another thing that we didn't talk about just real quick is one of the main messages that you need to deliver is we're back in business. Right. That's really it. We're back. We're back in business. It's getting started again. The most fun English as a second language camp anybody could ever attend is back. And, you know, a lot of times we assume that people know that. Yeah, don't assume anything, right? David, you got a great thing going on. Uh, I love that you love kids. I love that you want to help. Who knows who's listening who might need to know your website is? Where would they go? Yeah, they can go to Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, learninginternational.com. There's a contact form there. Or just email me directly, uh, dbron, D-B-R-O-N, at hotmail.com. David, thanks so much. Thanks, Don. I think David's going to do great. I mean, it's a little bit of a checklist. You know, he needs to actually clarify a new landing page, say we're back in business. He needs to create a one-pager for agents, existing agents who he's already worked with, and then other, another one for other agents who, you know, the wood's a little wet. Let's be honest. They don't quite know where the value is, so he needs to message to them. They need to create tools for them to message to schools and then tools for the schools to message to parents, and then he needs to explain the value to students so the messaging can go back on the back end to get parents excited. That's how you get word of mouth going. All right, so at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. The main take ways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. And today's plan of action is start a fire, start a fire. And a lot of us go, you know, there's, here's the value that I offer. And it's a big chunky wood log of value. And you stick it there right on that match. And you say, why doesn't this work? (laughs) Well, it's obvious why it doesn't work. You can't get a log going with a match. The way to get a log going is you take the match, you put some pine straw over it, put a couple of pine cones on it, you get that going a little bit, maybe a little newspaper, and then you break up some small kindling, and you put that on top, and then when the kindling gets on, you put some larger kindling, and then you, you get some smaller logs, and you stick that big log. It's the last thing you do, not the first thing, is stick that big log. So what does that mean? That means you're going to look initially for what's the most flammable. So did you hear me in the coaching conversation where I said, you're going to go back to the existing agents that you've already done business with. Why? Because it's the most flammable. Why is it the most flammable to start with these existing agents? Here's why. They need the least amount of education about how they can get value. Now, the value that they get is the commission on each student. So they already know that. They've already done it. They've already received payment. And now that old flammable kindling just lights really, really quickly. Now we've got that going. What's the second most flammable? Agents who already know they get a commission when students come up to camp. So when they come over to camp, they know they get a commission, but they've never heard of this particular camp. Slightly less flammable than the existing agents, but flammable nonetheless. Then we want to make the product that they're selling to schools more flammable. What burns? Clarity burns. So we want to make the agent, want to give the agent the tools so that the schools can understand the value that they get from sending their kids to this camp. Now, the parents then have to make a decision whether to send their kids and pay for it. So we want to give the school the one pager that the parents need. The challenge is all this is in Mandarin. So what we need to do is sit down with somebody who speaks Mandarin in Vancouver, British Columbia. How many people speak Mandarin in Vancouver, British Columbia? 
a ton of them. There are probably ad agencies that speak Mandarin because they have a, a wonderful Asian population. But we've got to get these four or five pieces of communication created because that's going to increase the flammability of the ideas that need to be passed one to another in order for David to have a full house. Build a fire. What is the most flammable thing? What's the easiest thing for me to make money? I'm going to do that first. What's the second easiest? I'm going to do that second. What's the third easiest? I'm going to do that third. Listen, when you build a fire, you know, you light the match, the kindling gets going, the newspaper gets going, you blow on it, you increase the amount of oxygen that's flowing through that fire, you get a fire going by being very careful with it, and you start from most flammable to least flammable. So that thing is so hot that you could put a wet log on top of it, and in about 30 minutes, that thing will be burning. Start with what's flammable first. Move to the least flammable later, and your business should do just fine. If you are coming back from COVID, you've already got a track record. You've already got a path. You literally just go back and say, what were we doing that worked? And here's another great idea. Figure out what you were doing that wasn't working. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Listen, if you want to be able to give business advice to small business owners the way I give business advice, the reason I give business advice the way I do is because I've got a lot of frameworks. There's six of them. And if you would like to understand these frameworks and deliver great value to your coaching clients as a business coach, you should consider becoming a Business Made Simple Certified Coach. You just want to go to certifiedbusinesscoach.com and apply today. When you apply, you are not committing to be a coach. What we will do is get in touch with you, make sure that it's the right fit for both of us, let you know about the program. If you have any questions about the program, just go to certifiedbusinesscoach.com. We'd love to have you as part of our next cohort. We love helping small businesses grow. Just go to certifiedbusinesscoach.com. All right, David, I know you're listening. I know you're taking notes when we're talking and uh, hopefully that was helpful to you and helpful to a lot of other people. Thank you as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly far and fast. See you next week.